Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is Pastor Matt hosting today. I'm here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey. We are on episode 102. 102. Yes, and we are on question six of our podcast, The Rookie Pastor Asking Questions to the Veteran. Which Man, is we've that? already done five of these already. Yes, and we're rolling. Questions from a veteran to a rookie. I actually like this series a lot. Yes. Um, I happen to be the veteran in this particular conversation. Matt happens to be the rookie. Um, but I could very easily be the, the rookie you know, asking a veteran who's further along than I am, if you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's always sense. relative. Yeah, you know, good. it's always rookie and veterans always a relative thing, right? There's always somebody, you know, there's always somebody further along than you are. Always. It's a beautiful part about the body of Christ in general and leadership mm-hmm. is that there's somebody, there's always somebody further along than you, um, you know, maybe has a bigger reach than you have been doing it longer than you more experienced and he's always somebody further along. So I just happened to be in your, in my, our, our context. Yes. I happen to be the veteran in this moment. Um, about, I, I want to, I think it's about 23 years worth of full-time ministry experience now. Um, right at that. And Matt's in his first full year yes. of full-time ministry experience. So that's why we're saying rookie versus veterans. You said we're on the sixth question? Yes, this is number six today? One, yes. So we've already done five? Yeah, we're All right. What's the five real quick? Let's recap for everybody what the five was. Real quick. Oh, before you do that real fast, um, we hadn't said this on the podcast, although it's been online, but a couple of weeks ago when we had our 100th episode, we did a giveaway. We said we'll do... Um, you know, if you do the stuff we tell you to do on social, we'll give away two different $100 Visa gift cards. And so a couple of weeks ago, we uh, did that drawing and gave those away. And so we just we figured we'd shout out those people real quick since we didn't shout them out uh, on last episode. Um, the two people that won the $100 gift cards, uh, Visa gift cards, were Amanda Junker and um, Michael Clark. Oh, so congratulations awesome, to Amanda yes. Junker and Michael Clark. Um, hey, well, just for you, we'll have uh, John add in an applause right here. Yeah. Right, right. So John, add in applause right now just for Amanda Junker and Michael Clark. There you go. Oh, look, that's just for you. That's great. <laughs> it's fun to be able to do this. Um, anyway, we're just thankful for you guys listening, everybody that participated and sharing and all that kind of stuff. We're thankful for that. Um we just recently did some. We haven't done. Any, we haven't looked at any analytics on the podca- podcast at all um, in the last hundred and two episodes. Wow. So, so we just started looking recently, um, and there's about um, there's about a thousand people hmm. who follow the podcast. Um, across the two platforms, Spotify and Apple. That's amazing. Spotify is the bigger platform wow. um, for us, not Apple, which I was surprised at. And out of the 100 episodes so far, um, there have been um, about, what did we say, about, oh, I'm gonna, I don't want to get this number wrong. I want to say about 14,000 plays wow. of those 100 episodes. So, in, however, they you know however people did them, but that's that's kind of how it come out too. So it's not too bad. Yeah, so we're really thankful good. for you guys listening, and especially for Amanda and Michael. You guys are our winners. Hope you've enjoyed the gift card. Hope you already got it. 
and hope you spin it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, we're, we're thankful for you. All right, so back to the thing. Yes. We got questions from rookie pastor to veteran pastor on the sixth one. Let's go back and look at the prior five, Matt. What were they? All right, number one was how many times have you wanted to quit ministry? Oh, man, a lot. Four million and eighteen hundred thousand <laughs> point seven. There we go. And number uh, two. Uh, do you regret any of the ministry moves you've made? Quite a bit. We talked through several that were pretty key. I remember that episode. I really liked that episode um, because we were talking through um, big ones, like the, the ones that weren't like one-time things. They were things that happened repeatedly mm-hmm. that caused all kinds of problems over and over and over again. Um, and so, yeah, for sure, that one was cool. What was the third one? The third one was... What's been your biggest secret to avoiding falling? Yeah, that was a big, big one. And we basically lumped it up to transparency and authenticity. Authenticity, no matter what, at all times, um, keeps you from having a major fall. I mean, obviously, let's just reiterate again, obviously everybody sins and there is falling. But you were, you were really talking about a major fall, right? Yeah. Major moral failures, usually the word language that's used there. But um, yeah, so... Uh, those were those were the big ones. There was two of them. Two of them. It was transparency and authenticity, and it was listen to your wife. Yes. So, yeah. All right. What was two the fourth ones. one? Number four was what's the biggest mistake you've made in ministry? Man, yeah, that was a good one too. Um, that was probably my favorite episode that we've done maybe ever on the podcast, but definitely over the course of the last 50, 60 episodes for sure. Um, because I just really like talking through it, and I think it it fits so many people. Like, I, you know, this series this, this series has a. It sounds like it only applies to you if you're a pastor, and it sounds like it only applies to you if you're in leadership. But I completely disagree. I think, I think it applies to you in any walk, any any spot you're in your walk with Jesus. When we talk about rookie towards veteran questions, mm-hmm. and one like this, biggest mistake you've made, for sure. And I talked through the fact that. You know, thinking it was all about me, or it was all on my shoulders, or um, you know that it was all my church or my ministry or whatever. And so that was probably my favorite episode. Yeah, that was a, a good long one. time, long time. All right, and then last week's we know what last week's what well, well, not last week's but the fifth one we did um, we because we did in between that one in between four and five I think we did like the hundredth episode or whatever right yes and then the fifth one which was last week's that was one oh one I believe. If we got this wrong, sorry. Just fast forward. <laughs> what was that question? That one was, what's been your biggest joy in ministry? Yes, yes, yes. Biggest joy in ministry. That one was fun. I really enjoyed that one. That one obviously goes back to um, just my kids, my wife, my extended family, all of us together growing in Jesus has been absolutely the biggest joy for sure. Um, so there's the first five. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we summed them up right. We probably got some of that wrong, but close enough. <laughs> you can go back and check us, I guess. All right, so number six in the series, from the rookie, Mr. Matt, to me, the veteran, what's your sixth question, Matt? And today I'm asking for some wisdom and actually dive back into your past a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, I like doing that. <laughs> you'll, make, you'll, make me, you'll make me walk out this transparency, authenticity <laughs> yes, thing? Yes, sure All right, all right, let's walk it out. So it says, knowing what you know now, would you say to yourself, what would you say to yourself when you started, when you first started ministry? All right. So knowing what I know now, what would I say to myself when I first started ministry? Yes. So you're doing like a, a mercy me, dear younger me type thing right now, right? <laughs> if I had to write a letter to younger me at the beginning of the ministry, knowing what I know now, you know, what would I say then? Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, I've thought about this one already. 
Matt and I have a list of these questions. The list is about as far as we've gone in prepping for any of this, though, by yep. the way. So there's a list, but that's about it. Um, so I happened to look at this one a couple of days ago just to get my head around what it would be. Because it's a hard question. Because, um, you, you, know, you know, we're talking about something that could never happen. Right, mm-hmm. we're, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this hypothetical situation that can't happen, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, in any situation, what would you say to your younger self if you could? And you really can't do that. Now, what you can do though, and this is where I like to think about this question: what you can do though is you can say it to somebody else, yes. right? So you can, like, what we're doing right now, I can't say it to me, but I can say it to you. Yep. Um, you know, because there's no way to go back, and so it's it's always like hindsight is twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean by when they say that? Obviously, is that Looking back in hindsight, you can see perfectly. You can see all the things where that you couldn't see before um, going into it or going through it. Like, so it's a hard question. But. Like before you throw an interception? Well, before the quarterback yeah, does an interception? Yeah. And then the announcer's like, well, in hindsight, if you would have seen that safety coming through, well, you yeah. would have threw it. Well, exactly, right? <laughs> but you can't see that until yeah. you look at the replay. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. And so there's so many things in life you cannot see or know, or you don't. You may be able to see it, but you don't even know to look for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, until you've walked through it. And yes. then once you've walked through it some, then you start to, this is where the experience starts to build for us. Then you know, okay, I need to be careful of ABC, even if I can't see it because that happened to me before. Or I need to stay focused on ABC because DEF can come up and distract you. And I don't know what they are, but I now know that I can be distracted by those things. You know yes, what I mean? So you've got, a, you've got more of a guard, you know, more to, what more to, to you know, prepare for, you know, kind of know more, more to predict, you know, that there's unpredictables, whereas mm-hmm. you don't know that when the younger, you, you kind of go through things with blinders on, you just don't, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. And yeah, then you can't true. unknow it. And so you got to be careful for it not to, you know, when you experience things, you got to be careful for it not to then that it now dictates your future always, that it's always going to be like this, or people are always going to do that. You can't go into those absolutes either. So it's a really hard question Mm -hmm. because you're asking one that you can't really answer for yourself ever, but you can definitely give the guidance to somebody else. And so I had to think about you when I was answering this question, because if I was thinking about me, um, I wouldn't got very far because I'd been like, well, this is pointless because I can't, I can't tell me, you know, (laughs) still way to go back. So knowing what I know now, um, Here's what I would have said to myself when I first started ministry. Here's the first thing that I wrote down. That, uh, that ministry, um, and then let's go with leadership. Let's go with our walk with Christ. Let's go with life. Like mm-hmm. all, They all fit the answer to this. It is not a sprint. What I grew up hearing was it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. There's been lots of people that have said that. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So you're not yes. running real fast, real hard, and then you're done. You're running a marathon. I actually would say that it's different than that, too. I would say it's not a sprint and it's not a marathon. Because in a sprint and a marathon, guess what you're doing in both? You're running, right? Yes. So in a sprint, you're running as hard, as fast as you can. And then you can't go very far past that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a reason that the you know, that the 100-yard dash, that the 100 meters sets the tone of the fastest person in the world. You can't run much faster past that, past that mark, right? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like Usain Bolt's not the fastest person in the world over the course of 20 miles. Yeah, that makes He's sense. He's only the fastest person in the world from start to a quick sprint finish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... <clears throat> 
you, you would you said that's a sprint, but then a marathon would be okay. We're running, you know, whatever a marathon is, twenty eight point something, whatever it is, right? Long, too I long, too long. I ain't never run one. <laughs> you know I mean? like, Don't plan on it. <laughs> no, something's got to be really chasing me for a very long time yeah. for me to run that far. Well, there's got to be something that I'm wanting to run too <laughs> yeah. for me to want to run that long. So it's got to be a bear coming. And a cake on the other side, or something, right? Like, yes, anyway, yes. a million dollars, you know, right? I, I might run a marathon if you're talking to me. <laughs> there's a million bucks, and there's something chasing me. Um, but, but both of those are just running. I don't think that it's this either. So, what I would have told myself when I first started is, it's not a sprint because I thought it was a sprint. Mm-hmm. And then, about halfway through, 10, 15 years in, I would have said, okay, young Adam, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Now, I would say, no, 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 it's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. It's a it's an Ironman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Ironman competition. You know what yes. I'm talking about. That's where they they're freaking running a marathon and they're biking a marathon and they're swimming a couple of miles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it starts off with the swim, um, so they don't die, right? Because they'll be tired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you don't want them drowning. Right, right. I don't know how it works, but but I'm saying is that's what it is versus a sprint or versus even a marathon. And that's what I would tell my younger self because I have, and I'm just starting to realize this is the crazy thing about us having this conversation, right? I'm sharing some wisdom that I've only recently acquired, right? This has only Mm -hmm. been recent in recent months, maybe in the past year, God's been bringing it to my attention for a couple of years, but I think I've only started to notice in the past year to six months that this thing definitely is like an iron man, um, because it's not just running, yeah. it's swimming, it's biking, it's run, it's it's everything you've got to to keep rolling. You know what I mean? And um, like I only started figuring this out recently. Um, but if I could look back, I would go, all right, I was wrong when I thought it was a sprint. Cause I so I have to be transparent and honest, yeah, right? Because I already said that before on the episodes, and now I got to actually do it right now. <laughs> um, my plan in ministry and in life, yeah. Um, because it's because it's, it's, it's all together. Life, leadership, ministry. What I was trying to do for a long time was run as hard as I possibly could for as long as I possibly could, and consider that victory. Um, and all that led to was real quick burnout, tired, misplaced priorities. Right? My wife would tell you this. Like yeah. I was just as far, fast as I could. Um, and I just recently started figuring this out even with some health-related things, right? Yeah. So you know some of this. I don't know if everybody listening does, but um, your boy's down about 60 pounds right yeah. now, right? Yeah, that's, that's good. right, that's about good. 60 pounds. Um, but uh, that's coming from some bad health stuff. And so mm-hmm. what I've started to realize recently is um, I've been going as hard as I could go at at virtually expense to everything else around me, yeah. right? So it was, let's work laser focused on work, run a sprint as hard as we can and, and to hell with everything else. Yes. Whatever else falls apart, falls apart. If family falls apart, if marriage falls apart, if health falls apart, it doesn't matter. Run as hard as we can, as fast as we can, because we're doing this for Christ. We're doing this in ministry and it has, it has not been good. And I felt like God has been gradually getting my attention going. No, no, no. This is an iron man. Mm-hmm. This is not even a marathon. You're thinking about it wrong. If you think a marathon, cause you're only thinking running. Yeah, that's right? true. You're going to do a whole lot more than running. There's going to be some times where you're crawling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, and swimming, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> biking and whatever it may be. Like, so um, for the last 10 years, 
um, which is basically since we planted this church. So that's, you got to think now, when we planted Union, I was already a veteran pastor. I'd already been a pastor for 12 years, right? You know what I mean? Full-time ministry for 12 years when we planted. Um, I was young, but... I mean, I've been doing it for 12 years, and yet I still didn't understand this. So for the for the life of since we planted the church that we're at now, I have um, had this habit. This should show you this whole sprint idea and how wrong it is. I would not eat anything every day I was at work until about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And when I say eat nothing, I mean Nothing. I don't I know mean, how you do that. Nothing. I wake up like craving breakfast. Nothing. I don't know how you do I it. would turn work on and it was all work, right? Mm. And it was like, I don't even want to pause to eat anything. And so I would eat absolutely nothing for a 10-year period. I did this. And so at 3 or 4 o'clock, all of a sudden, I'm ravenously hungry. Well, yeah. And so then I would go eat whatever I could find in a church refrigerator. And if you know anything about church refrigerators, you know that that ain't good for you. Right. Yeah. Some leftover junk from some meeting or some thing. There's always some sort of leftover sweets. Yeah. Um, some leftover high fat foods. I mean, we're talking about church in the South, which means there's always some kind of fried chicken mm-hmm. sitting around somewhere, right? Or casserole or something, right? The good stuff. And then if there wasn't anything close by, I would just drive to, and I'm not kidding you, I would let, I'd go to where's the fastest place I can drive from my office to get something to eat. This was the quickest place and the quickest place from my office for the last 10 years, any building we've been in, the quickest place has been KFC. Mm. And so I would fly down to the KFC as fast as I could get something horrible from KFC, right? Cause there ain't nothing healthy you can get from KFC. You don't, don't, don't pretend like that grilled chicken is kept. Anyway. And then I would eat it like in the car as I'm driving back to the office and that would be breakfast, but I'm eating it at three o'clock. I haven't eaten anything else. And then at dinner time with my family, so let's say that's seven o'clock, seven thirty, depending on the night. I'd eat dinner with my family, but I'm really eating lunch. You know, like we're eating mm-hmm. dinner together, but it's my lunch. And then everybody goes to bed, and at about midnight, I'm eating dinner. So I'm eating my third full meal at about <laughs> midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And that would be a full third, fourth meal. Then I'm going to bed at about two a.m. And I'm getting, you know, four hours of sleep or something like that. But I'm doing it on a full stomach of the meal that I just ate. Right. And Mm -hmm. then you fast forward 10 years to now and you realize why my heart is in trouble. Right. I mean, there it is. And so I was functioning like it was a sprint Um, instead of, no, this is an Ironman. Like there is you've got to be prepared to take care of all parts of your body, mind, soul, relationships, all those things together to be able to last this thing all the way through. You know, yeah, that's true. like Paul talks about running the race. I'm telling you, if you read through the lines and Paul run that race, he ain't talking about just running. He talking about swimming, crawling, mm. fighting, clawing, right? Biking, whatever it is. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's a battle. It's a long-term battle. And God wants you in this thing for the long haul. And so mm. if I could say to young self, I would be like, boy, don't sprint. Don't sprint. You can't sprint but so hard. And if you just sprint, you're going to sacrifice so many other things, mm. so many other things. And that's not that's not honoring to God. You putting your tunnel vision on and going all in on this. So I'd say this to dads that are listening right now. Mm-hmm. Like you going and working hard for your family and getting it while you can get it in your prime earning years and focusing just on that, you ain't doing what's best for your family. You're not. 
Same thing for mom. Mom, it's those years where kids are there. You're going to focus all bit of every energy you've got on those children only, and everything goes into the kids. You're going to sacrifice yourself so the kids have what they need during these formative years, and you think you're doing what's best for your kids. You're really not because it has to be a whole thing here, and you can't just sprint. It won't work that way. That's um, true. And it can't just be a mar- It is literally an Iron Man. And That's so, good. you know, I would like I would say that I'm working through this right now. Like I'm just now starting to deal with the effects that this has had on my health. Mm-hmm. But then what I'm also realizing is, is all the mental health issues that I've had. And I don't mind talking about this. I've talked about it on podcasts before. I went through years of depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. So much of it has come from sprinting. So much of it's come from that has come from abandon all hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. Abandon all these things that would refresh your soul yep. and just laser tunnel focus on what the task at hand and it, it, it doesn't work. And so yeah. I'm just now dealing with this on my physical health that I probably have done damage that's irreversible. Yeah. And then also on my mental health, I'm starting to see how this mental health thing plays in, you know, so like right now I'm having to force myself because the doctor is making me mm-hmm. to work out. Now I'm like 90 days into or further a hundred days into this diet. So yeah. that one's easier now because it's been it for a long time, but I'm having to force myself to work out. And even with what I'm doing right now, some of the stuff I've done health wise is it's, it's irreversible. Yeah, right? Some of it will change, but some of it's not going to go anywhere. And then I've seen that the mental health part of this, I mean, a lot of my mental health issues were coming from the fact that I was trying to run a sprint. Mm-hmm. That and, makes sense. You know what I mean? That's like, that's good. where it was coming from. Um, because you can't do that but so much and you just crash. And, yes. and it's not good for your mind. It's not good for your soul. It's not good for your heart, your body. It's mm-hmm. not good for your relationships either. That's you know? true. Um, and Valerie and I, you know, but she and I are very similar. We're very similar people, and yet me running a sprint, trying to, and sort of abandoning all that and her, hoping she'd understand because we're cut the same way, you know, we're made the same way, it did damage to our relationship that some of that, some of that is not repairable. Some of that we're walking in a new season doing it differently, but it doesn't mean it repairs the, the broken stuff that's there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So um, that is for sure one of the big pieces I would say if I could talk to younger me. Um, when it comes to ministry is this thing is not a sprint. And I, and I mean like life in general, this thing is not a sprint. Mm-hmm. This thing is not a marathon. It is like an Iron Man decathlon type thing. You know what I mean? Like, like it is, it's going to take everything you've got and you've got to be slow and steady about it all. It really does goes back to that old thing, the tortoise and the hare, right? You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the rabbit and the, the rabbit and the turtle, Right. When I was a kid, I always got on miss always that that story always messed me up because I was like tortoise and hare. We don't call things tortoises. Yeah, we don't. We don't call things hares in yep. the south, right? It was the turtle and the rabbit. Yes. You know. And at the end of the day, it is the turtle that's slow and steady handling all things like there's an importance level to everything. Um one of the biggest things that helped me now I am not really start to get this till recently, but years ago one of my mentors, we've mentioned him a lot on the podcast. His name is Sean Lovejoy. I need to have him on the podcast at some point. Yeah, that'd but, be awesome. Um, Sean said to me a long time ago um, it were, that um, balance is a myth. 
Mm -hmm. right? So this idea that you can live in complete balance is a total myth. There's no possible way to have everything in balance at all times, right? It's a complete total myth. What you want to do instead is is quit trying to find balance. You'll hear people talking about, oh, let's get balance. We get balance. So, you know, family and work and personal time and rest and all these things have equal say and everything's in perfect balance. It's bull. It's a complete bull. That's a myth. What you're looking for instead is rhythm, right? And so there are rhythms to certain seasons. Work is going to be, it's going to have to take a little more priority. But then there are seasons where you'll come out of that and you'll intentionally know that and think, all right, all right these times we're going to purposely back off of work in the low rhythm seasons and focus heavier on personal health or focus heavier on family. And then these seasons, it's going to ramp back up. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. like, for, for example, Valerie and I have tried this a lot. Like, going into an Easter season, we know, all right, Easter season is going to be busy for us. It's yes. going to be a high, like, the, the ministry and work is going to get high focus. Well, we know that, right? So going into it, going into it, we want to take some time personally that backs off a of ministry and spends time with our kids and all that stuff going into the busy season. But then coming out of the busy season, we got to do the same thing. We yeah. know coming out of it, we're going to go back to the rhythm of family and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Instead of good. trying to balance it all across. So um, that's how he would say it. And I think it applies perfectly here. Yeah, that would be really the good. first thing. I got a second one. Can I say a second yeah, one? Yeah, time? How much yeah, are we do doing it. on time over there? Let me see. I don't know. I don't even know what that thing yeah, says. It's hard to read it. So well, we always see these little squiggly lines going across. And we have to look 25 minutes. All right. Yes. So here's another one I would say um, his to younger me, knowing what I know now, that your wife is your teammate. Mm, right. That's good. So your wife is your teammate. Um, whenever there's pushback, right, whenever there's criticism, right, constructive criticism whenever there is warnings that she poses or puts up your spouse is your teammate yeah that's true and whenever there's that pushback there listen yeah it's for your good that's right? true even if it appears like it's not even if it even if you initially react to it as she's trying to hold me back or she doesn't understand or he doesn't understand or he's trying to hold me back whatever it is um it's for your good like you know, nobody wants nobody wants me to be a better man than except for the except for the Holy Spirit than my wife does. Yeah, right? that's, that's true. Nobody wants me to be a better Christian and Christ follower. Nobody else is banking as much on me being a good Christ follower as she is. Right? Mm-hmm. She's married to me. We our lives are connected. She follows me in leadership, and we have children together. Right? Yeah, that's so, true. Nobody wants me to succeed more than she does. Nobody wants me to um, be a better Christ follower, to reach my potential and all those things than she does. Nobody. But also at the same time, your spouse is the least impressed person with you in the world. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's just funny. They are the least impressed. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, you could roll off of a stage and preach a great message, and everybody's like, oh, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. The real the, the real criticism you want, the real constructive how did I do, it needs to come from her yeah. or him. Because, I'm learning that. Yeah, because <laughs> they're the least impressed with you. Yeah. They know every horrible thing about you. They know all the ways in which you were hypocritical in that message you just preached. Like, yeah, they have seen good. you grow up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so they're the least impressed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, nobody wants what's better for you. So if you take the, this person is least impressed by me and nobody, they want the best for me, 
That means that anything they say, any pushback that's there is for your good. And so if I could look back at young men, I'm just figuring this out too. I'm not very good at this. If my wife listened to this podcast right now, she'd be like, uh, I didn't know that you even heard me when I spoke about that stuff. Like she'd yeah. be like, well, when are you going to act like that? When are you going, when are you going to act like what you, you know what I mean? Like I'm just mm-hmm. figuring this out, but I would go back to, you know, listen to that. Listen, 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 listen to it because it is for your betterment. It is not to keep you down. It is not to make you bend to her will. It is not, you know what I mean? Like all those things that the enemy likes to tell you, you know, when so there's been plenty of times where Valerie has, has told me that this thing is not a sprint, you know, where she's told me you need to do this, you need to do this. And I've taken it as a criticism. I've taken it as, as you don't know what I got to do. And why are you telling me all the stuff I got to do this wrong or that I'm not doing right? You know what I mean? It's yeah, been all this. True. The enemy's like, no, no, she wants you to do this. She won't, you know, she wants to control you or whatever it is, right? She doesn't respect what you do. She takes you for granted. Whatever the enemy likes to tell you, it's complete baloney. That's the enemy line, right? Because whatever it is that that spouse is saying, they are least impressed by you and they want you to be the best you can be more than anybody else in this world. Yeah, right? that's, that's really good. Your wife wants you to be the best you can be more than your mama does. Mm. Right? Because your mama didn't raise you, you gone. You know what yeah, I mean? that's true. This woman is with you. She's Her life's connected to you. And you're raising children together, right? Mm-hmm. So she wants you to be the best you can be. So, so I would, I'd have to go back and I'd say to my younger self, look, she is not the enemy. She is not the problem. What she points out is not an issue. It is for health. It is for growth. Listen, I, I would say to myself, listen to your wife like it's literally the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Mm. And I think I said this in one of these episodes on this series, too. Let me look back real quick. I think it was, um, yeah, it was number three in this series. I don't know what number episode that was, but it was what was your secret to avoiding falling? Yes. Um, I talked about that a lot, but it it's like literally like the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking. And so I would say to myself, hey, for sure, like you need to pay attention to that. She's your teammate. Yeah, um, and really I'm just good. starting to really figure that out now, which is sad. Like mm-hmm. what I'm trying to tell you, this episode is quite sad because yeah. what I just pointed out was two things that I didn't figure out until, you know, past year 20. Right. And I'm still not doing them well, but, um, for sure. And here's the third one. I got, I got time for the, I guess yeah, we can do whatever we want to do it, man. We can do whatever we want, right? We're the ones determining it. That's true. Um, if anybody's going to check out, they already checked out anyway. So, yeah, that's true. um, what would I say to my younger self knowing what I know now? Here's the third thing. Uh, this idea that you have as a young pastor, young Christian, young leader, that other people need God, that other people need Jesus is the wrong thought pattern to have. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's get these people to Christ. How do we like, how do we share the gospel with them? They need Jesus. They need this, right? That's the wrong mentality. Do they? Of course they do, but that cannot be your driving mentality. What I would say back to younger self, me now, is is you need God. Like, Adam Cook, you need Jesus. You mm-hmm. need God. You need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You need to be renewed in your mind, not what other people need. You need it desperately. And start there before you ever start with what other people need. You yeah, know what I mean? True. Like, to always be there. Always realize as much as you possibly can is that you are not the Savior of the world in your leadership. Jesus is the savior of the world, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You desperately need him. You personally need him. Um, and 
every bit of everything you do has to come out of you desperately needing Christ, not the idea that you've arrived in some way and that other people need him. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you desperately need him. You need to, you know, if the, if the, if, if, if we fast forwarded all the way to the end of your ministry and the only thing we got at the end of your ministry was you were desperately dependent on God and you really knew your need for him, that's a successful ministry. Because yeah. anything that's going to come out of that is going to come out of that good. But we have a tendency to, and I did too, tendency to, I know Christ, I'm living the way I'm supposed to, check, 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 check. He's called me to be a pastor. Awesome. Now here's what these people need. Right? No, 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 no. It has to be what you need. And what you need is you desperately need Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in every part of your life, in every bone in your body, in every piece of your soul. You need the redeeming love and grace of Jesus. You need the guiding of the Holy Spirit. You need the sovereignty of the Father over everything that you do. And this that needs to be the main thing that you're thinking about and pouring into every day, all day. So you mm-hmm. can't, you can't walk into your pastor. You can't walk into going, what do I need? What do these people need me to teach them? Right. Yes. It needs to be, what does God want me to know right now? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we lead out of that. We share out of that. We, we love out of that. We care out of that. We serve out of that. We strategize out of that. Not, you know, we've arrived in some way and it's what these people need in our, because, you know, I don't know if this is making any sense, but no, this is good. Um, there was plenty of times as a young leader where that's why that's the way I acted. Now, I would not have known this. Like, I can't I would have never been able to say that's what I was doing back then. But looking back now, I can see that that was the case. And so, you know, I would say that you desperately need God. And so the, every day can't start off with what do I need to do for work? Like every day can't start off on what's the list of things to do today. Every day has to start off with, Jesus, I need you. I desperately need you. And, and, you know, with everything that I have, I need you. And I need my day to be based on my desperation for you in my life. And let that be the guiding force behind all the rest of it. Because if that was the case, if it would start there, then it would be easier for me to see my spouse as my teammate. And it would be easier for me to see that this thing is a is a Iron Man decathlon, whatever it is, right? Than to get caught up in these other things. So, yeah, you know, does that help you? That is great, man. Because this has got to help you. Because this yes. can't help me. Because it's, it's already it's done. Help. It's helping. <laughs> <laughs> Good guidance, man. All right, buddy. Well, let's wrap this one up. We went too long, I think. Probably. Well, I don't know, we're probably close to what we've 30, been doing. Thirty-four minutes. That That's about bad. normal. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me recap. Here's the here's the three things. That I would tell younger me, knowing what I know now, um, is this thing is not a sprint. It's not a marathon. It's a daggone Ironman race. Mm-hmm. Um, your wife is your teammate. Um, even if there's pushback there, she's your teammate. Listen, it's for your good. And then the thought that other people need God is a wrong thought to start with. It's you need God desperately in your yes. life, right? That's the three that I give you. So if you do Good those man. three, Matt, you're going to be doing a whole lot better than me in 23 years, right? Hey. 23 <laughs> years, I'm going to be, well, I was going to say I was going to be on a golf course, but I hate golf. You won't see me. And then, and I was going to say I'd be sitting on the beach somewhere, but I hate the beach too. So yeah. uh, my, my kids and wife always joke. <laughs> we were like, you're never going to retire. And I'm like, nah. yes. Actually, this is what I usually say. Maybe we do this as a podcast. I think it's, um, I think it's unbiblical for a pastor to talk about retirement from the ministry. Yeah. Right. Now from a role that's different. 
But from the ministry, there is no retirement for the ministry. Yeah, you can't retire from me. You, can't, you cannot retire from no. me. Like, pretty sure you're supposed to do this till Jesus comes back. Doesn't mean it has to be in that role or whatever, right? And then, So anyway, whatever. But um, I hope this helps you. Yes. All right. Good, well, man. thanks, everybody, for listening. This was Thank number you. six in the questions from a rookie, Matt, to the veteran, Adam. And we'll be back next week for another one. Thank you, guys. See you later. See you. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.